0: You are listening to License to Chill, the Margaritaville podcast. My name is Ryan.
1: My name is Patrick. This is your podcast where we take a second away from our crazy lives and spend about 30 minutes uh, daydreaming, vacationing, relaxing. It's a a (laughs) pocket-sized excursion. That's what we're here for. Uh, uh, And we're really excited about this episode. Uh, This is a very special guest that means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And we had a really meaningful conversation with him. We've been told he's kind of difficult to talk to, but he wouldn't stop talking to us. No,
0: <laughs> we got in maybe four questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but all the answers are incredible. Yeah. And especially in the light of everything and celebrating the life and legacy of Jimmy Buffett, this felt like the perfect interview. We did record it right before um, we heard the news. I think the week oh, of. a week of, yeah. Uh, so we had no clue what was going on. But uh, we feel really grateful that we got to have this conversation.
0: Absolutely. This week, our guest is a legendary steel pan player. He has been a member of the Coral Reefer Band since 1983 and has performed with a wide range of musicians, including John Lennon, Ringo Starr, Grover Washington Jr., Taj Mahal, Harry Nielsen, and more.
1: Additionally, he performs as Club Trini alongside fellow Coral Reefer Mike Utley. He's got perfect pitch, by the way, and he's by far the funniest Coral Reefer as voted on by the rest of the band in our superlatives. Please welcome to the show, Robert Greenwich.
0: Robert Greenwich, thank you so much for joining us today. We're
2: really excited to be chatting with you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. We're so
1: stoked. We've we've been talking uh, all day actually already with you. We've been doing some other stuff for for Margaritaville. We've been talking all about the new album. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You have some incredible, uh, incredible performances on the new album. Uh, some solos. Uh, you're, you know, the steel drum. The, do. You, is it okay to call it steel drum versus pan? Do you call it?
2: Th- well, we call, some people call it steel pan. Mm-hmm. Some people call it steel drums. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, it's made out of steel. So <laughs> yeah. it's always a steel something. <laughs> Include steel. <laughs> yeah, okay. steel, steel, the steel, steel something. Drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you
1: you play the steel pan. You, you uh, are such an uh, important part of every coral reefer track. I feel like uh we know you're there and you're yeah. you have such an incredible sound. That's
2: good about that you could tell. Um that somebody's there with a steel pan. It's very hard to, you know, steal that song and put it on a keyboard or anything, but you you can tell the difference when you hear a real steel pan playing on a CD or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, was talking I mean, about that.
0: yeah, you you bring the uh, the golf to the Gulf and western feel. I <laughs> yeah. think uh, it's it's incredible. The Caribbean.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. The Caribbean. When did you start playing the steel drum? Um, I started playing around the age of, um, I would believe, about eight, eight, nine years old. I um, from Trinidad and I um, started to play with a group across the street from my house. Uh, that my uncle and everybody was involved in. and um, When I saw them doing it, I wanted, I wanted to do it too. How long does it take to get good at an
0: instrument like that? Because, I mean, I, I look at a steel drum and it just baffles me. Like, just how it
2: works in general. How long does it take well, to get good it at it? it takes a while, mm-hmm. number one. Um, you got to know where the notes are on the drum. And right now they're uh, making a special design where all pans are made the same, all tenors then. So I could leave here and go somewhere else and play another tenor or uh, any country. We learn and go along as best as we can. Before that, the North was all so many different positions that you have to learn that particular style of pan before you can play something. But now it's much easier and everybody can learn and we are happy that it reached that point where all you do is just find your notes and play.
1: I feel like the steel drum is like one of the best party instruments. I feel like you probably bring it out at parties and it gets everyone dancing. Well, yeah, the, sure. Yeah. Well, do you, do you remember parties growing up when you were a kid playing oh, different yeah. places? Any, yeah. any, any uh, memorable uh, performances
2: when you were younger? Well, um, Most of the things that we were interested in, or still is, is what we call um, the competitions. Like um, music festival competitions, we learn to play classical music on them. We have a big classical orchestra uh, playing Toccata and Fugue in D minor, wow. Finlandia, name mm-hmm. them, any of the big songs, 1812 Hotel, oh, wow. all those things. We, who, yeah. who does the
1: who does the canon? It's just
2: a. <laughs> well, we we have uh, the. Big timpanis. Mm. Oh, yeah. You the blends in between the pan, the boom kind of <laughs> sound, you know. And um, <laughs> we have a special conductor a conductress that put on all the music and have it close to what the philharmonic sounds like. Mm-hmm. And um, they know the range of the instruments to really voice that particular um, passages in, in the song. So the groups now, uh, before was uh, 10, 20 guys, now other groups are 100 people. In Trinidad, they have a lot of groups. Each community have a group. There's a thing called a panorama, and um, we play like a local calypso, and you have to, it's a three-minute piece, and you have to interpret six minutes of that on your own, and make it uh um, more like a, a big classical song, but within the melodies of the same song, mm. you gotta, play around and in between it and add different parts. And it's a good thing. I do enjoy doing it. I also do it. Um, I have a group down there that we work with called the Desperado Steel Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the bands took names from the movies, Casablanca, Tokyo, uh, Desperados, you know, name them. and they, Because in the early days with Pan, or Steel Pan they called it, it didn't just come like that. I mean, it was like groups, bad people, groups. When I say bad, meaning gangster style, mm-hmm. because of the fact that um everybody was playing um, piano and all this thing that's kind of social, you know. And we were, um, my uncle and them were more radical. And um, that's where the instrument really came from, you know, in the area, uh, area um, where it, um, they would, Make the drum, and even your parents and all, they want you to play it because it was always um, they had it with bad people fighting, wow. doing different things and all that so kind So it was like that's a troublemaker's
1: instrument. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wow,
2: that's amazing. It was, a, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was
1: dangerous. People played the steel yeah, drum. that's correct. That's changed. Yeah, that's <laughs> I've changed a lot. <laughs> it's changed they, a lot. They have them
2: in all the schools, <laughs> uh-huh. all the universities, the high schools, them name it. Um, churches, everybody yeah, has. Sure. It now. Wow, you know, so it came a long way from nineteen forties mm-hmm. to now.
1: I don't want you associating with those steel drum no. players. Yeah, no. Wow. no,
2: even if your sister danced with a pan man, mm. you know, your family want to beat them up. You know, <laughs> <but> <laughs> those days are gone. Yes. You know, yes. definitely, Good. Good, and uh, <laughs> even the young girls. Young guys, everybody get together now and playing in the same group. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are reading the music and transferring it over to the drum, which is a good thing. And it's it's nice. It's, It's a good thing we do. I appreciate playing it and spreading the word out there. I left Trinidad in 19... Before I leave, I was playing with the Desperado Steel Orchestra. I joined them in 1965. Wow and um they've been there a little about two years before that i joined them in 65 and we've been playing a lot um, uh, the panorama music the classical music and different things like that and eventually we won a lot of the competitions and we started travel places like africa senegal africa Dhaka africa you know all different places um we went to paris we went to england just the instrument itself Um, We had a large group that uh, the government used what we call, not sponsored, but um, assist Mm. in taking us on these different trips representing the island. And uh, we really did enjoy that and I came to New York uh, in 1966 and in 1970 I actually moved into LA and um, decided to make it my residence. Even though I was having a good time, And I go back every year and still play with the bands down there. So it's not that I was missing anything, it's just that I wanted to do another stretch the instrument a little more by playing with other conventional instruments like uh, different musical groups that we hear about a long time ago that um, that's before sensitizers, anyway. Yeah. So. Um, so
1: instead of being one of many steel pans, you wanted to be the one, one amongst other instruments. Yes, yeah. I wanted
2: to do that. You wanted I to mean, stand out a little bit, maybe. A little more, yeah, yeah. than the actual full body band yeah i want to do like a soloist type thing
1: yeah and i feel like you you did i mean I, I i can imagine at some point we were talking about the artists that you've worked with oh yeah um and you seem to become the maybe the go-to steel pan guy because <laughs> one of them yeah one, one of, of them, them. <laughs> i mean uh, yeah, i would love to talk to you about a couple artists that you've worked with and yeah. any stories you have maybe we can so many people to start with but i i let's start with john lennon i mean yeah. I, oh, I know lennon. You, john Who? lennon and yoko you guys oh, that was together.
2: a good one that was a good session yeah so yeah. tell us did about it. working with john We did um, the song called Beautiful Boy. Sure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. um, You're on
1: Beautiful Boy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We did that. I was was in Los Angeles and I got a call to come to New York and play on the track. Wow. Um, And I was so happy to do it. I mean, closed session, you know. Yeah. The whole studio in white and, you know, closed session. Him and his wife were there. Nice conversations and. I was going to say, w- what was it like working with John? John, very nice. Yeah. I mean, a very quiet, sore speaking person. Mm-hmm. And um, he was really happy to have me in there, and I was happy to be there. Yeah. You know, so we did a good, lot of good things, John, and then we also worked with, um, I work with Ringo. Ringo, Ringo yes. Yeah. He, right down the street, actually. in a, actually, yeah. a studio's called, um, And the record was called uh, Roto Groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked with uh, Ringo there uh, I also worked with another guy named Harry Nielsen yes, yes. we love yeah. Harry Nielsen yeah. big fan of Harry, Harry Nielsen. Nielsen. yes uh, uh, right. what, what did you do
1: with Harry Nielsen
2: uh, I worked on two or three of his albums great and um, through, all this happened through a good friend of mine called Van Dyke Parks mm. he was uh, he is, uh he was on Warner Brothers and he the one was uh, instrumental in getting me in there to play with these guys because there was a group from Trinidad called the Tripoli Steel Band and he used to work with them And when I came up here he came and hear me play. And he said, I gotta get you on some of these sessions, you know. I said, Yeah, okay, great And we went in there, the first thing I did was a seven up commercial. <laughs> oh, great. We gotta start somewhere. <laughs> wow. that, you know, I was talking to somewhere. somebody
1: who was in jingles, uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, you I'm sure you did a few jingles. I did a couple yeah. of jingles
2: as well, you know. I did some stuff with the twin and fire. Yes. Um
1: how was working with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Good. It was yeah.
2: real nice. We did a record um, in Santa Monica, the Village Records mm. okay. the studio down there. Was great. Did they um,
1: were they collaborative or did they have? I mean, because their sound is so
2: big. Oh yeah, their sound yeah. was big. so and then, they were just. It, it I don't feels know like what just, make them yeah. one the pan in there, the steel pan. Yeah, but they had three songs. One's called Side by Side, and a couple others. And um, the name of the CD or the album, I was it was Power Light. Mm. And um they asked me to come and play and I was gone. I was thrilled to do it. Yeah. You know, so we did that and I also did um, there's a couple of other people well that I work with. Taj Mahal. Yeah. yeah. Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm.
1: You toured with Taj Mahal?
2: I toured with him too. Yeah. Taj Mahal, um, he called me in to do a session. Actually one day right in California, his guitar player didn't show up and a couple of guys in the band knew me, said, um, Tell hey, we got a band player, I might be able to assist. And I got a call at the Roxy Theatre. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, it was great. And, he said, uh, come I to the Roxy and play with me? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the a good one, man. And, yeah. Uh, That's great. Next thing, I was in the band, and we traveled all over the world. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, name it. Paris, Japan, wow. you know, name it. He did so many different, he had
1: so many different styles Style, and sounds. Yes, I mean, yes. he went up but and down. He was a
2: blues artist, but he would incorporate a lot of different instruments with him too. so he would sound different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I enjoyed because we had free room, free room to run. Yeah. Play anything you want. And, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a lot of different artists that um, I work with, too, and... Some I don't really remember. Yeah. Right <laughs> well, I know Carly hair.
1: Simon is on there too. You work with Carly
2: Simon? Oh, yes. Carly yeah. Simon, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that. A couple other people do. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard. It would appear that, yes, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, but seriously, there's a lot of artists that I work with. Yeah. yeah. I was happy to be able to do that yeah. and push the instrument Or There's a solo piece. Mm-hmm. Another full steel drum band, but there's a solo piece on make something for myself. Yeah. yeah. And then how long was it before you linked up with Jimmy? I linked up with Jimmy in uh, 1983 Mm -hmm. um, through um, a good friend named Elliot Shiner. He's a record producer. He worked with the Eagles, worked with them, everybody you can think about. He's a great engineer. He recommended me to Jimmy and them because they were doing um, a song called One Particular Harbor, actually where um, Jimmy incorporated the Tahitian choir and with the steel drums from Trinidad. So he went a kind of broad way about um, um, getting the song together. Of course everything happened in the U.S. Mm -hmm. It was one of the big hits for Jimmy and I was happy to be a part of it. I wrote about four or five songs on that CD. And after that, I got a call to go on the road. Jimmy and I was quite happy. Yeah. And still happy. I I was going to say, I
0: I feel like it really is that album that was almost a a kind of turning point for him musically. Correct. Where you really dove into the Gulf and Western side of it. Um, From your point of view, how did things change within the band over the years? Was that mentality more adopted,
2: do you think? Well, I think it was more adopted because of the fact that Jimmy started to write songs in that area that vein. Yeah. To see whether well, let me go a more a little more Calypso area, mix up with the country and Western uh, style. And I believe by doing that, um, he created his own song. Anytime you hear Jimmy Buffett music, you know, you hear all this together. It's totally not just full rock and roll alone. I mean, you know, even there's songs I don't play on, but split. He incorporates uh, me to play any percussion, yeah. any pan, anything in it. And I, do still enjoy.
1: You you have so many uh, memorable moments and solos and riffs, uh, but I one that's coming to my mind while we're talking is Jamaica Misteka. I feel like you,
0: oh it kind of
2: defines that track that for one, me. That was something else. I mean, you know, Jamaica Misteka was one of those songs that I guess he went to Jamaica and yes. missed. They mistaken for something else, <laughs> or mistake is playing for some, doing something different, yeah. And um, definitely a big mistake, it wasn't him.
1: Do you remember uh, how that song came about because there's so much steel drum in it? I mean, I, I feel like you you kind of opened the opened song it, yeah. and you, yeah, you have yes, a whole
2: soul, yes. well, you know, yeah. As again, there you go, uh, the country and western style he, yeah. You yeah, went to the Caribbean a little more deep, you know, and um, that's where we came in, and um, you featured. There's the Steel Pan a lot in a couple of his records, even though a lot of people still know that he's country. Right. Right. Still, you know, and the Steel Pan kind of cross it over and make him much better to me. (laughs) 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 But, um, you know, we get a more chance to expose the instrument and play. You mentioned also
1: you've you've taken Jimmy down to, to Carnival. In Trinidad. Oh yes, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. And two years, two or three years, we took him down there. Jimmy had a good time in Trinidad. He brought his boat down, <laughs> he flew down, spent a week or something, and enjoyed listening to bands and listening to what we do, and still make something of it by coming up with the songs. See, so I think that was a real great move for him to come and experience it live, because you might hear it on a CD or something, but nothing like hearing the steel band live. Mm. And stand in the middle of it, and hear this song that comes out—it's totally different. Than a, it's very hard to capture. Sure, yeah. oh. you know. And when they do, stand in the middle of that—is uh, like it's somewhere in heaven. You're just yeah. surrounded by it. Yeah. Yes, because well, yeah. it is—you right.
1: know—we were just talking about this too. It's a—it's—it's it's a keys yes. and yeah. drums in one, right? That's right. It's right. Melodic yeah. rhythm. It's
2: a so it, players. It's, yeah. fills,
0: it fills you up. I yeah. can imagine. Oh yeah, it grew on here, you. Know, when it, you're working with Jimmy. On you know say a new album uh, do you ever bring him ideas like hey I you know come with this melody or I think this is a really oh, yeah. cool. yeah a
2: couple of times okay. you know? uh, a lot of times we have his melody kind of written out mm-hmm. Or we might put a bridge stage okay you know like say, well, how about adding this on to this oh yeah you know let's do it you know um, that's before your record you know he, he sits there and listen to it and say yeah I could add this with mine and work together and we really enjoy that of having used our music or anything that we do to enhance his music
0: Um, I'm curious about the live aspect of playing Steel Pan is that any different than it is in the studio?
2: well in the studio I believe that you want to make sure that you're at your best Mm -hmm. you don't want to make any mistakes uh, because it's something that you're listening back to for years to Mm -hmm. come Live shows, you can make a mistake, but you know, hey, it's okay. The way we structure, especially when we're going on tours, um, we rehearse for three weeks, four weeks, so definitely no room. You really won't have any mistakes because you already cram everything in your brain, you know. So, you know, as I say, recording is a different different horse.
0: Hey, everybody, we just want to take a quick break to talk to you a little bit about the Margaritaville Perks Program. This thing is amazing, and it's uh, not like your typical hotel loyalty program with tiers and restrictions and all that confusion. It's a really fun, simple, and easy way to get reward for booking direct and staying at your favorite Margaritaville.
1: That's right. There are so many personalized options for you to have an enjoyable experience at a Margaritaville using these Margaritaville perks. You can select these options during your booking process or at the front desk, but some of them include uh, complimentary cocktails, a fruit and cheese plate, a movie pack, early check-in, late checkout, uh, room upgrades, Resort credits, retail discounts, all sorts of things. Uh, this really takes your stay at a Margaretville to the next level. So go to MargaritavillePerks.com and sign up today. Back to the episode. We interviewed Eric Darkin as well.
2: Oh, Eric Darkin. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yes. But well, first it was uh, Ralph it McDonald. Was Ralph, right. Ralph, Ralph yep. Right, this was one of my great friends. I did a lot of work on Ralph's CDs also. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, he was uh, very instrumental in getting me to play on one of my biggest hits uh, with Grover Washington, mm. wow. just the two of us.
1: Whoa, you were on just the two of us.
2: Grover Washington and Bill Withers and Whoa, wow, yeah, all of us on that. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> You're just wow. full of stories. This that's is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's... And that's a big song. That was a big, big song for us. Yeah, yeah. still plays almost every day. Yeah, of course, somewhere. In was, the U.S. Or and it's someday. sampled
1: all the time in other songs. Oh, have yeah. you had songs that have been sampled, or, or oh, yeah. you've heard your riff and oh, other people? Oh yeah, people's... heard your
2: riff and played, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. other songs. send people after people. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, What are you doing? You know, <laughs> you get permission, right? Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. The rap song, you know, that happened a lot with just the two of us. For some reason, that riff or whatever we do, yeah. people like that and. Um, the one thing incorporated in their songs, you know, who right. are it? Will Smith one time Will Smith, and uh, yeah, yeah. created other problems and somebody yeah. else. Now, you just have to, you know, first eight bars or 16 bars of a song. You have to change your music. Otherwise, you know, you're copying something. Yeah. You know, and after a while, you know, you, you go so far that it's coming back around again that, you know, let me repeat this or something. And it's like, mm. no. No. Nope. You yep. gotta, your eight thing. bars yeah Definitely. you're done is it? Yeah. <laughs> or, or that's, that's <laughs> right. give me some money
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah you can pay for yeah. this
1: oh, otherwise yeah.
0: i made this
2: yeah, yeah. but um, we do have fun
0: well yeah. robert this is the uh margaritaville podcast we like to talk here about uh vacationing escapism kind of all of the above are you somebody that can take breaks and take time for yourself
2: well i would like to i mean uh i'm always working basically And my break times is really, uh, when I do go somewhere I usually go to Trinidad because um, there's a steel pan again and it's my hometown. I'd be happy to go and spend time, see friends, see family. Trinidad and Tobago is two islands and if I go down there I'll go to Trinidad and then I'll go to Tobago for a vacation. It's the other island, just 10 minutes away but um, that's the place that um, you will quicker take a vacation,
1: but you've separated it out in your head. Treat yes. it as work. Tobago is Tobago vacation. Tobago's vacation. That's Even easy. If it's a ten yeah. minute, <laughs> <You know? laughs> ten <minutes away. laughs> That's I nice. Go, though. I go like, to like Saint
2: Croix. I go to Antigua, yeah. and um, obviously, once I go there, I'll be doing something. Yeah. yeah, I do all the jazz festivals all over different parts of the world. I incorporate as a vacation and a show at the same time.
1: Do you incorporate uh, rest into your everyday life? I, I imagine like. Uh, Steel drum feels very meditative to play as well.
2: Well, I have a studio at my house. And um, once I get up in the morning and I take breakfast and everything, and the mindset works. So um, that is how I just spend my day time, you know, and just keep the music in my head. That's what I usually do. I don't really do much sports and all that. Okay. I don't want to mess my hands up. Yeah, you gotta keep them safe. Yeah, no, those are you the money makers. Yeah, yeah.
1: How do you do with like uh cold weather vacations? Do you ever go to the mountains
2: or skiing or anything mm, like no, that? No. Um, again, I go to the I go to Aspen. Okay. But nah. there had to be a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. work. Yeah, sure. But actually, just going just like that, just feel like not bored, but. You know, it has to be something you really want to do. Yeah. Sometimes I go to Canada and just to relax, I okay. do it, and again, there's still pan there. <laughs> you know, we want to get involved. Yeah. You know, um, to actually say I'm going on a vacation by itself, it's very hard because, again, I incorporate the work with the vacation. Totally. H- Even if I had to stay a week extra and call it a vacation. Sure. I'll go a week before and go on vacation, but there's always something in between there. Sometimes.
0: So here's a question Do you take the steel pan with you on vacation? Will you uh, pack it? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Logistically, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't take the double sets. I okay. take one. One set. Okay. okay. Yes, yeah, it's like a, a one piece of luggage. Yeah. Okay with my suitcase. So I have two pieces of luggage. You just pack like it. a hard shell? Yes. 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 carry-on. Okay.
1: You can put it up in the overhead? No, no. I, you, check it in. You check it. You check yeah,
2: it. yeah. I check it okay. in. Does but, that make
1: you nervous? Oh, no, it's a hard shell. Well, it's a hard
2: shell. Yeah. yeah. So it's very hard to damage uh-huh. because the instruments are tuned with a hammer. And tune with the hammer, any dent- indentation in it gets throw the note off. Mm. Right. So I make sure I got good cases, mm-hmm. heating, and wheel cases, they call them, or whatever but, Key thing is to have good cases for your instruments, because you go to the airplane, you know what you're going to do. You know, in the airplane, you throw it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you sure. a big box on top of it anything, you know, and, you no, know, I, well, not every place I go, I cry the steel drum, but um, I do like to travel just in case of.
1: It's a case. It pops yeah, it's on. just
2: it's like my, my other half.
1: Uh, you, better, you better not tell people you have it, because I feel like if anybody has the option to hear steel drum, they're going to want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure.
2: Bring it up out of nowhere. I can yeah. take it up and go on the side of the road and play it, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Get some extra cash. Yeah. 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 A little change think, for your yeah. day, a little walking around yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But,
2: yeah, I, I uh, always travel with it. Yeah. You know? Back in that I have my own there, so I don't have to travel with it when I'm going there. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, I travel with it a lot. Right. So you just have some stored all around the oh, world, yes. yeah? <laughs> have some in New York. Okay, you know, there oh, you
0: go. Yeah. I do that. Uh, when you're on tour with the band, do you give yourself
2: time to explore a new city, walk yeah. around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, ch- um, schedule ourselves to do other things like go to museums, go check out another show, uh, anything that is different. Um, other than just playing and make something out of the whole time we're there.
1: Well, uh, we are uh, doing something. I think you are our. Uh, we have two two more coral reefers after you, and we've interviewed everybody. Right. So we have to interview Jim uh, Jim Mayer and uh, Doyle Grisham. But oh, okay. uh, we're doing something called uh, uh, superlatives, which is in in high school where people get you know mm-hmm. uh, best dressed or or everything. We've been doing it with all the band members. Okay. So we're compiling all the answers we were wondering if we could, we could ask you some questions mm-hmm. uh, about other band members and see okay. if you could answer it um, so our first one is who do you think of the Coral Reefers is the class clown this is he the class clown like the, uh-huh. the funny one the funniest uh, Cutting it out. Oh, you've gotten uh, you've gotten a lot from a couple people <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This,
2: um, I'm the clown I make jokes I make funny jokes I get very <laughs> serious and then laugh right after <laughs> you know but yeah um, I am Jim Great. You want to? Uh, yeah, um, that you make people laugh. Um, other than that, everybody's pretty much serious. Macanali, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And um, well, uh, Lee. Mike Cutley, Mike yeah, Cutley, yes,
1: he's
0: he, he's a pretty funny oh, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about best hair? Who's got the best hair in the band?
2: Best hair? Yes. Oh. Mm, mm, mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful head of it's hair. It's gorgeous. <laughs> no, no, uh, well, you know the ladies will all have the edge yeah. on that. Yes, know, like they have Tina, very, Nadira. Nadira is wonderful. Nadira there, have yeah. many different styles, and Tina mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the ladies will go for that. Mm-hmm. And when they comb Jimmy me here, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but yes. Yeah. Um, how, ladies have,
1: how about most uh, most
2: fashionable? Fashionable, um, Nadera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Um, she will get the edge on that. She always dresses well. Yeah. Um, she always look for new things to wear. Yeah. And wardrobe helps her quite a lot. Um, uh, who again? Well, we have outfits that we wear when we're on stage. So, um, before the tour, the wardrobe lady, uh, always, um, make sure that we get what we want to wear or what she'd like us to wear and collaborate together so everybody looks almost alike but still different Mm. you know but uh, the girls got the best wardrobe great yeah definitely
0: Um, how about Mr. or Miss Congeniality who's the the nicest of the group
2: oh oh nicest of the group (laughs) (laughs) um Maybe Doyle Gresham? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a joke to me. <laughs>
0: You're laughing a little too hard at that one. You cracked
2: yourself up on that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's my boy. He's, that's, my, that's my good steel player, partner. I love but, that. But, uh, you know, yeah, Pete Mayer, mm, again yeah. the girls, again. Um, yeah.
1: What about our biggest wild card? Someone who, who does things that are unexpected on uh, stage or off
2: stage? We could have Johnny Lovell.
1: Johnny Lovell, okay. okay. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm.
2: in particular? Well, uh, he's very bright. He's mm. smart. You know what, how to make certain things going on. Um, he, he makes... He bring, he's very bright, as I say, and he brings things to life. Um, another funny one is uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. Roger Good, the drummer. Yeah. He's very funny if you know him. Yes. Sometimes he's very serious, but if you know him, he's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's one of those kinds. So. Um and person with the most hidden talents. Most hidden talents? Mm-hmm. Um Mark Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Mark uh surprises you Pete a lot. mayor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um Mark Beats. that's there, are there. And the new ones coming in now. Mick is very talented. Yes. Uh He's very, very talented. And um, I admire what he's doing. Johnny is a good talent guy, too. Johnny blows the trumpet. Yeah. But he's more a jazz-style person. But uh, he incorporates well with the group. And, yeah, hidden Mm. talent, Pete and Mac. Okay. Mm. Definitely. Right.
1: Well, we have one final uh, little question we like to ask on uh, this podcast, which is a travel-based question. And I know you don't travel usually without work, so you can also say these are places where you'd (laughs) want to work for a series of time. But basically, Mm -hmm. we like to ask if uh, you could travel anywhere you wanted uh, for a month, a week, a day, or an hour, Mm -hmm. Um, where would you go? So let's start with a month. If you had a month, and you can play gigs there too, so you're doing both, Uh, if you had a month to vacation, uh, where would you go?
2: I'd like to go to Tahiti.
1: Tahiti, Tahiti. ooh, okay. Have you have been to Tahiti
2: before? I've been there before. Yeah. Tahiti, um, Australia is nice. Okay. Good sure. time there. New Zealand is very nice green and nice and mm. Paris. Mm. A lot of times we go France. Um, those are the places I would go and spend some time and don't play. Okay. Okay. Nope. okay. You wouldn't yeah. play. I you'd start, keep it. But I wouldn't play. Yeah. You'd okay. would you bring You bring it, but you just leave it in the case. Well, if not uh, i would just bring the little portable one on the iPad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you need to feel <laughs> it. We'll hold for a you to it. Yeah. We'll hold you to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, okay. and I like the Caribbean, too. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I like the Caribbean. Different islands. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a little different. Mm. But yes, I like that, too. Uh, how about a week? Where would you go for a week? Um. Hm. Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah. The home. Yeah. 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 Home, yeah. 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 And I love that. to go on and kick back and enjoy it. Everybody knew you and you know what they're doing. Drink beers together. Yeah. Dance, whatever, you know. Yeah.
1: Do you have a lot of family there still? Yes. Yeah. Still have
2: a lot of family there. So that's why I would always lean back to Trinidad. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah that's one
1: well a week sure one a week great hang out mm-hmm. maybe pop over to Tobago for a yeah. Little. Yeah, yeah we'll see by the way you never know <laughs> yeah you never know <laughs> yeah. uh, okay one day and travel is not cl- included in that day uh-huh. so so uh, where would you spend one day of vacation
2: Amsterdam I Ooh, like Amsterdam a lot wow <laughs> what is it about Amsterdam well you know I like the, uh, the scenery I like mm-hmm. um the entertainment I like uh, they got good, good food mm-hmm. and uh, um, good things that we all like in Amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, would, you, yeah. would you get on a bike or would you be too intimidated uh, no I would get on a bike
1: I get scared yeah. to bike there yeah, yeah. it's too I much to it feels do. like a highway yeah. it's you so on, scary yeah, everyone's but biking I ain't
2: riding on no highway I tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know find bike paths you yeah know, ride on the oven, yeah totally sit on the boat and sail around the different areas I yeah. like that too Okay. Yeah, uh, and how about an hour? Where would you go for uh, an hour? hour. Uh mm. <laughs> One hour. Uh, maybe San Francisco. Okay. Oh fucking. <laughs> <well>, yes. <laughs> go have lunch and come back. Yeah, yeah there uh, you go. Good oh, food in SF. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I love it.
0: Right. Um, well Robert Greenwich, thank you so much for joining us. We've been chatting about, you know, wanting
2: to do this for a while, so okay. we're well, really, really appreciative of your time. Me. Yeah. I enjoy it and anytime call back.
1: Great. Yeah, we will yeah, you we know. Will. We will. We might have to have you bring your steel drum. That too. Ah, that yes. will be fun. Not a problem. it will be fun. I wonder
2: if it's in my car. <laughs> no, it's not in. i will be right back. <laughs>
0: thank you, Robert. All right, it's thank, you, all, thank you. Thank you very much. Patrick, that was Robert Greenwich, an interview that uh, I think you and I have both been wanting to do for close to 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, he he
1: certainly was somebody that has been in our sights for a long time. Back when we were pronouncing his name wrong. Yes. We did another (laughs) podcast. We used to call him Robert Greenwich. We didn't even know, uh, but we certainly Uh, know now. And it was such a great interview. I mean, he told so many stories, even unprompted, stories that I had no clue, you know, being on Just the Two of Us and being on Beautiful Boy. Such a cool interview. Oh, my gosh. Such a great musician. So
0: much. Fun, um, yeah. We recorded that uh, in a very cool studio setting, so we got to interview him like late night style. We yeah. were on a couch, he was on a couch. We had cards. Chill.
1: Oh yeah, it was the real <laughs> deal. Uh, Ryan, we like to do something on this podcast where we talk about things we did this week that were Margaritaville. Uh, we have both been on the air on Radio Margaritaville for a couple weeks now, uh, every day. Yeah, uh, talking about uh, the life and legacy of Jimmy Buffett. Uh, so, uh, what have you done this week? That it's Margaritaville.
0: Well, I'll tell you something. I did this week that was Jimmy Buffett. Okay, great. I uh, just took a drive down the coast. I didn't stop at any particular beach. I just went to Malibu on Highway One and just drove all the way down. Figure I hit all the beaches. Nice. So that's that's what just took a nice little drive. Jammed on some Buffett, some early Buffett. It was really, really nice, very uh, cathartic. And yeah, just nice to get out. How about you? It's very
1: nice. Well, something I did very Margaritaville this week is I, you know, I have been cleaning my house, been renovating my house, and uh, I have been letting go of things breathing yeah. in breathing out and moving on oh. throwing things away sentimental things mm-hmm. old cups that you know rules if a cup has a crack in it if a cup is chipped you throw it out I, I throw I, out a lot of cups and you throw out all the letters I've written you too and all the letters I, I said <laughs> breathe in breathe out move on I should have opened them first and I'm sorry yeah, I never no, read that's them okay <laughs> and that's on me that's on me <laughs> but yeah I mean there's a couple Margaritaville things I have my medal from the Margaritaville run I can't move on from I'm yeah, holding on of to course, that of even course. though I didn't even complete the challenge
0: <laughs> no you just signed
1: up <laughs> <laughs> Not even a completion medal, an initial sign-up medal, and I will take that from <laughs> now on. Uh, but you know what else I found? I actually found our our magnet that says "Lovely Cruise" on when we went to the yes. Margaritaville Cruise, and I threw that up. So wow, um, I love it. Yeah, I threw that up on my fridge. I didn't. <laughs> that's not how I found it. Okay, you know what? This is clearly we're falling
0: apart. We it's, time to, it's time to check out. Uh, until next time, I'm Patrick McDonald, and I am Ryan Middledorf. We will see you all next week.
1: Licensed to Chill is the official Margaritaville podcast, produced by Tamara Baldanza decker Courtney Watkins, and Kirsten Winquest. Art by Tom Boyd. Music by Aaron McAnally and Mick Utley. Additional resources provided by Coleman Sisson. New episodes are released every Monday. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.